Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasimi Murasi Rusbas Mordechai. Rabbi Sai, we have some tremendous news. There is a change of venue. We've been pumping the Siom in Deal to the point where there are way too many people that want to come. We already ran out of space in Deal. We have weather concerns. The whole thing, just, we, want, we don't want to limit it at 1,000. We're already at 1,100 people, possibly 1,300, 1,400 people will show up to the seal. And this guy's backyard is not going to hold more than 1,000 people. Just. So we are moving to Bellworks. You ever heard of Bellworks? The ballroom ball of Bellworks, where there'll be enough restrooms, enough parking, and we don't have to take golf carts to get to the place. It's going to be Givaldic. I see over here they added the Shira. Is it the Shira? The Mizamrim? Some, I can't even see. Let's see. Uh, that's a Shira Choir, you can read it? Awesome. Okay, so now there's no excuses. Also, another very good thing is it's 20 minutes closer to almost everybody. 20 minutes closer to Brooklyn, to, to Lakewood, to, to Muncie. It's just closer. The only people that are going to suffer are the guys from Deal. No. We'll ask the Mechila. So, no excuses. Again, we are holding just a few days, five days to Ksubas. Friday is the beginning of Ksubas. So, bring your friends. Again, if you bring a friend, that friend gets a free Gemara. Art scroll. How much does the art scroll cost today? $40. $40. And if you bring that friend, you also get a Gemara. So it's a win-win situation. I didn't hop last night. Shui Levy is here, the kid that I brought up to the front. His father is bringing him to the Seum in New York. Why? Because he's finishing Yavamas with us. Every single daf. It's unbelievable. So his father's a Mechanach. You understand? So if the Mechanach is sending his kid to the Siom all the way from Chicago, what about you that you live in the five towns or you that you live in the tri-state area? Or you? You're coming, right? <laughs> He's not so sure. All right. Uh, my name is Yona Rose. I'm from Baltimore. I've been a Talmud since Beitzah Yud Gimel. I've not missed a daf since Rosh Hashanah. I'm so grateful to you and the MDY family for helping me. You're coming a couple of days. Yes, I am. I'm going to be in Baltimore, Beit Hashem, this Tuesday, in two days from now. It's going to be a big event. I want to introduce myself and tell you that I'm excited to meet you in person. I'm bringing my 13-year-old son, Gabby Rose, with me, who listens to the daf and the car rides to school, and now to camp. Thanks so much, and see you in a few days. Rabbi Isai, if you're an introvert, come to the Seum. Come to Baltimore. you got to get out of your skin. you got to meet the mishpacha. Oh, Rabbi Isai, the one and only, Yoeli Doppelt. Check this video out. I hope there's enough sound here. If my Hasidic Umas employees came on a Sunday to finish this demo job. Oh, wow. Look around. It's ready. Okay, buenos dias, primos. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Buenos dias a todos. All right, to work at trabajo. Good morning, Rabbi Isai. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, um, what else do we have today? 
This is from Yisrael Mary Cohen, for all the way from Alaska. Shalom Rebbe, your NDY student from Anchorage, Alaska. Here's a picture of me doing the daf on the Alaska Railroad. Okay, you can see it all the way in the corner over there. You see it? Great, by the window. I recently got to meet some of the NDY, Wycliffe Oilam, Rabbi Braggs, Yeshiva, my nephew's chas, at my nephew's chas in Baltimore. Here I am with my eight-year-old son, David, who enjoys listening to the shiurim whenever he can, as well as Shalom Yehuda Felder on the left. We're looking forward to the semen deal. Listen to this. He's coming, even though I have to run out at 8.30. Why? Because he has to make it back to Pesach for my shear. And the themed seam cake. I give the daf weeknights, as well as some shabbosas, as well as I told you when we met at Art Scroll. I couldn't do it without the great daf Yomi Magichirim, such as yourself, and someone from Lakewood, whom I also hope to meet one day. Yashikoyach Zorach Spiro, Pesach, New Jersey. And here's a license plate from a Hatzalah member in New York. Been a listener for the last two years. Was driving by in the five towns and couldn't help but notice a daft promoter who's also a police surgeon. It says on the bottom, police surgeon, whatever that means. Mazel Tov and upcoming see anonymous. Raboy Sai, this month's Koilul is sponsored Lili Nishma Zechariah Ben Moshe by the Lachan Lubbock families, Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best gula. Rufur Shlema for Chanoi Chevra Avio Bas Shivrochaya Parnas Chodesh. Then the way family Lili Nishmas Shimshon Weiss Shimshon Ben Mishlom Dov Zuchanu Lebracha. And as the Schus Father chosen to be Kodesh, safe, healthy, happy, and know Hashem loves them. By Yossi Klein. Wow, the Tzadik Yossi Klein. Lili Nishmas Shom Baruch Yehuda Ben Yosef Chiel Michal. Please put on your status. Join for Yidi. Com. All right, he made this video, Join for Yiddi. Rufuah Shleima, Yisrael Yosef, Ben Hindochano, Rufuah's Hanefesh, Guf, and Neshama. All right, boys, here we go. So, unfortunately, yesterday, at the tail end of the shear, the last literally 20 seconds of the shear were cut off. We actually had a recording of it, but whatever, got lost in the post-production. So just so that there's... If you are one of those very few people, the 10,000, not the 2,000 that got lost somewhere along the line, that are doing Yuvamas from cover to cover, you don't want to miss these few words. So, we're middle of a sugya. Why would a woman want to get married? Great reasons. Even if this guy is as short as an ant, he has a problem, he's, um, what's it? how do they call it today? He is, um, mm, mm, mm. yeah, but they use that. They say he is ch- uh, uh, vertically challenged. Vertically challenged. Woman wants to be with him. She wants to get married. We saw the svar of Tav Lemes of Tandu, Lemes of Armel. It's better to be with somebody else than living alone. And running out of time yesterday, but it's Kedai to maybe focus, because in the beginning of the show we have plenty of time. Focus for a moment and say to yourself, many people think to themselves, oh, wow, I could have done better. Why did I marry this person? Oh, I wish I could be divorced. I wish you'd be dead right now. And then you think to yourself, then when it actually happens, oi, 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 the tsar, the tsar, wow, I should have appreciated when she was around. So why wait until they die to appreciate, appreciate today? Seriously. Hakar satoiv, Tashem. 
how many people out there don't have shiduchim and are suffering and they wish they could be married to anybody, anything. And you're married, you're happily married, you chose this person, so you have to focus and stop thinking about the negative, thinking about the positives, and be happy that you are happily married, almost. So, with that being said, the Gemara's final reason, four different reasons, even if a person has a bad job, we said, his wife would be very happy. And I was actually in the middle of these words, and that's when he got cut off. Ravashi Omar, the last line on Kufiyut Chesam Beis, the Kol Sagavro, even if he has a blemish with his yichos, you know what's good about a guy like that? Hopefully, I don't know if it's true in our days with the chutzpah that we have, but a guy that has a blemish in his yichos, he's not going to be a loud mouth. He's not going to complain about the lentils that she makes him. She makes him terrible food. He knows that he's, she's not that good of a cook, but he has a blemish with his yichos. He's going to be quiet. Tana, and this is a sad one, Bekulon, Mizanois. No, and if some, somebody asks, what, did you cut out the last words on purpose? Absolutely not. It was a complete mistake. These women, unfortunately, if they have, if they suffer in their marriage, then they'll go on the side and they'll be Mizana. And with that we said, Hadrun Allah, Ha'isha Shalom, Hadrun Allah, Ha'isha Shalom, Hadrun Allah, Ha'isha Shalom. And now, the final, final parak in Mesechta Sivamas. Ha'isha Shalach Bala. It's the third Ha'isha that we have. Third parak Ha'isha in the Mesechta. Ha'isha Shalach Bala v'tzorosalim dinas hayam. The husband takes his new wife, leaves his old wife at home, or he could take either, a different one, but just the cyber size. He goes on a trip with one of his wives. Your husband died. Now she has a problem. She shouldn't get married and she shouldn't be misyabim. What, forever? Gemara is going to discuss. The concern is that maybe her co-wife gave birth. If her co-wife gave birth, then she doesn't fall yibum. There's no, there's no parish of yibum. There's no mitzvah of yibum because her husband died with a child. So she has no business marrying her brother-in-law, which is Isra Karas, if there's children. What's going on now? Ah, Yosef Biliak. Yeah, you know what? There are no... That's it. Mishnai sponsors are done. So if anybody wants to sponsor the Mishnayis, it's, I think, $1,800 for 80 Mishnayis. Contact Yosef Biliak. Thank you. But if you look at the Lashon here, it says, Acheteda Shema Muberes. What should it say? Tsarasa. Maybe her Tsara is pregnant. It doesn't say that. It says, Muberes hi Tsarasa. What does that mean? We'll say. We don't have to be concerned that maybe in our Yisrael, especially even here, it's very, very popular for in the Yerushalmi circles, and the Hasidic circles, and now in a lot of other circles, where people are getting married at a younger age, you have grandparents that are in their young, low 40s. So it's not so far-fetched to say that the grandmother, the mother-in-law, had another child. It's very possible. So what if the, grand, what if the mother-in-law had a child? Meaning, she introduced to the world a Yavam. She had one son, the son got married. The son went overseas, he's dead. Now the wife doesn't have to have Yibam, why? Because she doesn't have a brother-in-law that exists. But maybe we have to be concerned that there's another brother-in-law somewhere in the world. 
Maybe her mother-in-law gave birth. Now, if the mother-in-law went with the son-in-law. Now, this is, this is a nightmare of a story. We don't understand why a son-in-law would do something like this. Maybe that's why he's dead today. Who knows? But he went on a trip with his mother-in-law. And he, he, when, when she left, the mother-in-law was pregnant. Now, it makes sense that perhaps she actually gave birth to a boy. Now, giving birth to a girl is not going to do anything here. Because a girl is not a Yavama. If she gives birth only to a boy, you see the difference, the difference between the beginning of the Mishnah and, the, and now. The beginning of the Mishnah is, if a man goes to Chutzlars and he has a child in Chutzlars, it doesn't matter what child it is. It could be a girl, it could be a boy. There's no Yibam if he has a child. But when it comes to a mother-in-law, the only thing we're concerned about is a Zachar. Because we're concerned maybe she introduced to the world a Yavam. And the Yavam is only a male, not a female. So if she went out pregnant with Chayshish, why did Yeshua say we don't have to be concerned? She went pregnant. What do you mean? Why, why aren't you concerned? Because what are the chances she gave birth to a boy? A boy's side, what are the chances? No, not 50-50. Why, why less than 50-50? Miscarriages. You got to take into consideration the miscarriages. Before Corona, what was the percentage of miscarriages? Huh? I thought it was more like 15. 25 is very high. You're a doctor. You know this stuff. 25. I heard that since Corona, went, the 25% went up 550%. I'm joking. It's the Corolla. Blame everything on Corolla. <laughs> Nothing went up. I don't think. Okay, anyway. No, because of the vaccines, together with the Corona... Anyways, yeah. Yeshua, blame everything in Corona. Yeshua, Aymer, Enechishashas. Says Gemara, let's just address the word he. Mahit Sarasa. What does it mean? You have to be concerned that maybe the co wife got pregnant, but why does it say the word he? I'm concerned about this particular co wife. But I'm not concerned that maybe he got married to another woman over there. I believe it's the Yamsha Shloyma says, I forgot the name, I think it's the Yamsha Shloyma says, that's because he went with a wife. But the rules change if a, if a man goes to Chutzlars by himself. Then we have to be concerned that maybe he, he was Makbid or whatever, like we had in the Gemara, that Chashvet Hanayim Amarayim would get married for one day. Maybe this guy also, he decided, maybe he has to get married to Chutzlars. So rules change. But... We're not concerned that the husband married another woman there. We're concerned, what's the story with the one he went with, the co-wife, is she pregnant or not pregnant? So the Allah we said is, says, I understand why she should not have anything to do with her Yavam, because the Yavam, if there's no mitzvah of Yibam, then to, to marry a brother-in-law is Isr Daraisa Karis. Ella Amai. But why can't she get married to somebody else? Halacha Chiroiv Nashim. Let's go with the Roiv. Vroiv Nashim is Abris Vyoldois. We could assume that the co-wife had a child. There's a Roiv. Now, is Roiv, when you go with majority, is that a Svara? Is that common sense or is it a special halacha? 
It's a special halacha. Without this pasuk, it says in the pasuk, like, and it says that then the pasuk, in other words, to, to assume if somebody dials a phone number, he knows most of the numbers, he knows at least five out of the seven, so what are the chances he's going to get the number right? Very, very few. Oh, but, but he has arrived, he knows the majority, doesn't help me, majority. So it's not really common sense. It's a halacha de'eraisa that we go with the majority. Says the Gemara, perhaps, Lema Rimeiri, the famous Rimeir we had over and over, Rimeir is the one that says you always have to be concerned with the meal. Then what? Rashi brings a story with the Kusim that guys are in all the Kusim because they found a little bit of a Avedizara by a few, they all became. I'm, I'm concerned with the minority. Don't worry about it. We're not going into deep sugis here. We're just flying through it on the surface, passing by, just to remind us some of these very interesting halachas. And that is when we use the majority as a rule, that's a majority that's in front of us, that we could see, not a general majority of the world. You can't, can't take the whole world into account when we're doing a rive. The famous halacha, I love this halacha of Teshach Hanuyas. A, a guy finds a piece of meat, steak, a nice juicy steak. There's no shtemple on it, there's no heksher on it whatsoever. However, on this, what do you call, strip of stores, there's nine kosher stores, one of them is not kosher. So now, because the nine stores are in front of us, they're here, we could see them, we're going to say the majority of the stores are kosher, the meat is probably kosher. Right? Go tell it to some guy today. Go, you can eat this meat. Majority of the stores are kosher. You're going to say, crazy? What if Chas Shalom would say, I don't know what. Some echsha he doesn't like. The Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin of the 23. You have to go by the majority. You have to have 12 against 11. It's because the Sanhedrin, they're in front of you. Avarubah, the lesser come on. Maybe Rabbanon don't go by the roiv. They don't, they don't use the majority when it's not in front of them. So Gemara tries to slug that up. Again, halacha that we mentioned a number of times throughout the Masechta. The katan ktana, right? We have a minor yavam. Could a, could a minor yavam perform yibam? He's not bar mitzvah yet. The ruba does money. That's Rabbanon what are we talking about? If you're a minor, you shouldn't do chalitza, you shouldn't do yibum. Divri meyer. Why? It's understandable why a kid shouldn't perform chalitza, because it says ish, ksiba parasha. Both of them have to be gdailu. When it comes to chalitza, you have to be an adult. But what about a katab? What about Yibam? Why can't the nine-year-old perform Yibam? So why shouldn't it be Yibam? What are the chances that a child when he grows up is going to turn out to be a Saras? Very, very few in the world. Right? It's a very small percentage. Yet, Rabbi Meir is concerned about the minority, we said. The very small percentage. So, Omar, so that's, that's Rabbi Meir. 
And the same concern is with the Ketana. She's going to grow up. She's going to be one of these kids that can't have children. She has all these simonim. Her voice is different through this. Her whole body, everything, she can't have children. But that's a minority. And Rameir is concerned. It turns out, since an islandess is not in the parish of Yibum, right? An can't be a Yavama. So if she can't be a Vama, she's with her brother-in-law illegally. And that's what, that's what, the, let her get older, let it, let's see whether or not she could have children, if he's a Saras, if, if she's islands, let's see. Why do they argue on a mayor? Take the majority of the world. I bet you it's one out of a hundred, I don't know, maybe even less, who knows. But it's certainly right, 51% of children grow up and they're not Sarisim, they're not islandists. But the problem is, well, what's the problem? That he, they're taking into account all the kids of the world. We just said it has to be in order to use the majority, the majority has to be in front of you. Like the nine stores are in front of you. I see them. You don't say all the stores in the world, because if you say all the stores in the world, most stores in the world are trafe. So I'm saying all the stores that are in front of me right now. But you see, not like that. You see that Rabbanon take into account all the kids of the world. So therefore, let's go back. Let's take it back. It's in fact Rabbi Meir, who's chayshish for the miyot. Says the Gemara, but if you're going to tell me, it goes according to Rabbi Meir. How do I explain the rest? Oh, if she has a mother-in-law, I'm not concerned that maybe the mother-in-law gave birth to a boy and the boy is a yavam. Most women give birth, get pregnant, give birth. Okay, the small percentage that miscarry. And now, once you take the ones that have viable births, 50 50s. I actually saw once, I have no idea if this is accurate, throw it out there, that for every thousand boys, there's a thousand and three girls in the world. Something consistent like that, besides in Afghanistan. <laughs> Anybody ever hear that? No, okay, fine. Maybe I, maybe, I don't, maybe it was on Purim I read it. I never know either. What? No, that's because they manipulated in China. That's something else. You can't, if you're manipulating, you're manipulating. That's something, that doesn't count. Talking about natural. Everything okay over there? Okay, good. How could it be a mayor? If a mayor is concerned about the minority, so you're right, a male is a minority. Yeah? The white males. <laughs> males are minority. Why? Because you have 50 50, and you have also have to take into account the fact that a woman could miscarry. But Rameir doesn't care about minority. He, he's chayshish, he's concerned about it. So maybe the mother-in-law gave birth to Yavam and she gave birth to Yavam. I have no idea if she did or she did it. If she did, how could this woman go ahead and get married? Maybe there's a Yavam somewhere in the world. Says Gemara, Kivin in Dilma. Kivin this chaske l'shuk, loy Once there's a chazaka, we establish the, that, how do you say chazaka in English? There's a chazaka that Previously, she was, when, she, when they left to Chutzlars, she didn't have a Yavam in the world. So this is a Chazaka, this woman 
is a predetermined or whatever they call chazaka. It's a pre-something chazaka. Chazaka is the best word. This is a chazaka in this woman that she doesn't have to be misyavim. A, a presumption. Okay. Uh, who? No. But a presumption, fine. Maybe. Dilma, even the... No, no, no. Legal presumption. That's what they say? There's a legal presumption that she doesn't have to do yibub. And now you want to say that perhaps something happened to undo that status quo. I like status, something to do with, something with those words, status quo. Like, there's a certain status now. She's not chayv yibub, you want to make her chayv yibub. So, we say no. Let her take the, 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 the original status that she had, which she, she wasn't chayvi. Says the Gemara, oh, Reisha, this chazik liyibum? The Reisha, where what? That she was chayvibum, why? Because when her husband went with the co-wife on a trip, she, if her husband would drop it that minute, she would be chayvibum. So nothing's changed. Again, so we have the same status Going through. In the ratio, she's chayvim, safe as she's not chayvim. Omer Racham Rabba Baravua, ratio, the Isser Kores Chashashu. Says Rim Nachman, when we're talking about an Isser Eshes Ach, so we're concerned that maybe the Tsara gave birth. Seifa, the Isser Lav, what's the Seifa? That we're concerned that she's going to go marry somebody when she shouldn't marry somebody when she has to be misyabim. What is that? That's why we're not concerned. It makes no sense what you're saying. If you look at Rashi, the bottom Rashi, Rashi explains it beautifully. When I have a gather, I have a fence that Chacham said, don't go past this fence because you might do an Isser. So it makes sense to say, look, this is a very big Isser. That's why Chacham were very concerned about it. This is less of an Isser. Chacham weren't so concerned, so they didn't make it together. But when it comes to Isser der Reis, when Hashem says in the Torah, don't do this, don't do this, how can I say Hashem says this Isser is more than the other Isser? It's in the Torah. It doesn't make a difference if this one has Karas and this one doesn't have Karas. Yeah? There's, it happened here in Chicago. My friend told me, he was very into Kiro over here, Yudha Freiluch, he had an organization. He told me it happened, I said the story a number of times. I, th- I mean, it's funny, it's very sad. You know, I laughed when I heard it, but it's very sad. He was telling the guys that they should accept upon themselves like one thing, one, you know, put on filling every day, something every day. So the guy accepted upon himself, he's going to go to the mikveh every day. And then he gets a call from the, here, this is the mikveh here on Tui. He says, one of your guys is coming here on Shabbos in a car. Every, every Shabbos, he pulls up in a car. He accepts it upon himself and makes fun, but he shows up in a car. But it's not a joke. You know why it's not a joke? Because I heard that there are people in Eretz Yisrael that they go to the mikvah on Shabbos, women, not to be over Issacharis of Nida, but driving car. There's no such thing by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. This Issacharis and this Issacharis, they're equal. There's no uh, Adarab, this is Skila, this is Karis. In terms of Yisurim, it's even worse, Chil Shabbos. But you don't make those kind of chishbainas. We shouldn't make those kind of chishbainas. They, they do. Whatever it is, it is. Says the Gemara, El Amarava, therefore, Rava doesn't like that nafkemina 
that this is a smaller iser, that's only a lav, that's why we're not choshish, there's a bigger iser, it's a chorus. Says Rava, Reisha, Chazaka li'ibom, Veruba l'shuk. Oh, take a look at this for a second, if you can see it. Ay, 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 ay. Let's see. Oh, okay. Oh, I changed some of the colors later on. Fine. It goes like this. Basically, if you have a scale, you have rive. Rive women give birth to viable baby, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you have rive. That is more powerful than chazaka. Chazaka, the status quo of the woman that she should be, she's a potential Yavama. Because when her husband left with the co-wife and her husband didn't have children, and if her husband got killed right then and there on the spot, she would be chayv yibam, so that chazaka should take her into the future. That's not as powerful as a roiv. So if you have roiv on the one hand and a chazaka on the other hand, what's going to win, what's going to bring the scale down, the roiv is going to be more powerful. Step number two is, however, if you add another, because we're dealing with two principles, and now we're introducing a third principle. If you add the principle of miyot, that there's no, there's no vlad here, that together with the chazaka is going to equal 50-50. You see, without the black box, the roiv is going to win. But now I'm going to add a little bit of miyot. I'm going to add the, the miyot part, the miyot. I'm going to add the miyot to the chazaka. The miyot and the chazaka, they make the roiv equal with them. So it's 50-50. What do you do when you have 50-50? So you have a woman that can't do yibum, because maybe she is not chayv yibum, but she can't get married. She doesn't do anything. Status quo, 50-50. Let's see it inside. Ratio. when, what? Oh, sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Rabbi Tzvi Medesky, the worst basketball Rebbe that ever lived. Sponsored by Nisanel, Latzlocha Ruchni, and Gashmi from Ranakai. I'll get more of a. Now I'll get phone calls. Sponsored by Nisanel, Latzlocha Ruchni, and Gashmi from Ranakai for introducing me to MDY. Nah, it says here he's the best. The best. I don't know how, why he decided the best. I heard he's very good, actually. Very good. He was, back in the day. Remember back when we used to play in camp and he scored 50 on Romamu and this. Oh, he was from Romamu, sorry. Yeah. What were the names of the camps? They're Rayim and the K. Yeah. Sorry, here we go. Chazaka is not as strong. You go back to this picture over here. Chazaka is not as strong as Roy. Now, take the miyot, because there are some women that miscarry. You add the black, the black box of miyot to the chazaka. Now you have a, a scale that both sides weigh the same. So what do you do? Great. Seva. When it comes to the story of the mother-in-law, the Reisha is the co-wife, the Seif is the mother-in-law. And we're concerned that perhaps the mother-in-law gave birth to a boy, and if she gave birth to a boy, her husband, her, the, the Yavama is, is, is Chayi Bibam now. Chazaka the Shuk, Vruba the Shuk. Here. 
Now you take the chazak and the roiv, you put it on one side of the scale. Before, they were enemies. The chazak and the roiv were opposing principles. Now they're together, they're on the same team. So you have a very, very strong team. You have a chazaka that when, the Yavam, when her mother-in-law left, she wasn't pregnant, she didn't have a yavam in the world, so she has a chazaka, her status quo is no yibam. You also have the roiv. What's the roiv now? A different roiv? The most women don't give birth to boys. Because if you take into consideration the miscarriages, then you don't have a zakhar. So now you have a chazaka and roiv on one side of the scale, and a little tiny miyot that maybe she gave birth to a zakhar against the chazaka and roiv. So we're going to call that a miyot shebemiyot, because it's a nothing of a nothing compared to the other side of the scale. It's a little sliver, it's a one pound on one side of the scale compared to 100 pounds on the other side. So we'll call it a miyot shebemiyot. You hear this, what's going on here? Even mayor who throughout Shas is very concerned about the miyot. I have to be concerned that this boy might grow up to be a sorry, so this girl might be an... Over here, it's so far-fetched, that's not even a, it's, called, it's considered a miyot shebemiyot. Remeir is not chayshish to it. So... The husband and the co-wife go to Chutzlaretz and they hear that the, the husband died. The, nothing happens to... She is, she's stuck. She says, What? She, she can never get married? So do chalitza to her. Let her get married. She for herself, she always has to wait three months. Why does she have to wait three months? Like we always said throughout the Masechta, we have to know who the father is. Right? Like that story with the Rabbi Manuel Feldman from Atlanta. I think I said it. I'll say it again. Why not? He was doing a divorce in Atlanta. And he tells the woman, by the way, now that you're divorced, you have to wait three months. Because that's the halacha. So she went crazy. She goes, what about my husband? He has to wait three months? She goes, no, he can get married right now. Oh, you charedim. You, you make up these rules. You're anti-male chauvinist. She went crazy. She says, listen, I understand. Could your husband get pregnant now? No. Could you? Yeah. So we need to know who the father is. You understand? Oh, that makes so much sense. Shalom Aleichem. Now I understand. Okay. So, so she has to wait three months for herself. But L'chaverta Tisha. Now this is a very serious thing. You cannot perform Chalitza during the nine months that we're waiting for the co-wife to get. From the moment we hear that the husband died, wait nine months. Why? Because the co-wife might give birth. And if you did chalitza during those nine months, it's pasal chalitza. It doesn't work. And then after the nine months, then you perform chalitza. You do chalitza and you say, look, if there's a yavam somewhere in the world, here's the chalitza. And if not, not. I'm saying if she has, if they had a kid, then you don't need chalitza. If there's no kid, so the chalitza. Fine. Rechanina Omar. Rechanina is very mean over here. Uh, it's not mean, but it's like it's a, it's a very sad alacha that comes out over here. Comes out that this woman can never get married forever. And it, it seemed like, seemingly, in the Rishonim mask, they're, they're all over this. Like, it doesn't make sense, but that's what he passes. Then what? Let her just do chalitza. No, she can't do chalitza. 
What's the big deal? Let her remove the guy's shoe. No. The concern is that what if this chalitza was in vain? There's no, there's no reason to do the chalitza. There's a kid somewhere in the world. So now she's not a chalutza. A chalutza and a grusha are the same, right? A kayin doesn't marry a grusha, he cannot marry a chalutza. But she's not a chalutza, why is she not a chalutza? Yes, she removed the shoe, but it was, it was nothing. It was a, a, a fake act. Why? Because there's a kid somewhere in the world. So now you have to go and, and go on the, on the microphone like in Meir Sharim. is not a chalutza. Go around the whole neighborhood screaming. Okay, so do it. So they'll scream. There's going to be a guy that went out of town. He didn't hear the Ram Kolim. Va'amri, and the, the, the problem is, he's going to come back and see that she's married to a Koyen. So when we learned the last time, we learned it this time, the Ritva asked the question, so don't, don't get married to a Koyen, whatever. The problem is, I think, I think he says this, if I'm not mistaken, that we're concerned that she's going to do fire the stick behind the table. She is going to go marry. Without a, she, she knows that she's not a Chalutza, so she'll do, she'll go get married. Something like that. We learned yesterday. She claims that she had a son. And if she has a son, what does that mean? She doesn't have to do Yibum. And then she says, But she says, But my son died first. And if my son died first, now I'm Chayv Yibum. So that's not a problem. Why? Because when she left, she was Chayv Yibum. No son around. Now she comes along and she, she created a son. And then she got rid of the son. So nothing happened. Without her testimony, she didn't have a son, and she's Chayv Yibam. So now with her testimony, she had a son, and the son died. Not a big deal. We believe her that he, that he was alive, and now he's dead, but nothing changed. However, if she changes the facts, she says, Meis Bali, Now she wants to say that she's parted from Yibam because she has a son somewhere who died, and in that menace, now she's not believed. However, we do have to be concerned about her words, Therefore, she should perform chalitza. Says Gemara, according to you, they were concerned about kahuna and cruz. Why could she do chalitza? Maybe they'll testify and say, yes, she had a kid. Now we're going to have to go around with the speakers in the street, and somebody's not going to be there. And then they're going to say, oh, she got married to Omar Papa, Begrusha. There's no concern because she's a grush to begin with and she can't marry. You're, it's a valid concern, but we're talking about somebody who's already divorced who can't marry a coin anyway. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Her whole testimony is that nobody saw us at all. It's impossible. We're in a cave. Me, my husband, and the child. Her husband died, and he died. You can't have an aide that comes and says, well, so-and-so died first. The husband died first. The son died. Nobody can testify because it was in a, in a cave, in a closed room. Says the Mishnah, sponsored by Yosef Biliak. No, he, he says the guy has a guy? Lili Nishmas, Remeir Yechiel ben Rebavrom, Zechroin HaLevrocha, and Shomash HaRhaim and Aliyah. Shteyavamais. Marty's passing bedtime. Okay, 
Good luck over there. It says says, We had two brothers married to two women. Uh, let's see if we have the thing. Oh, okay. Two Yevamas married to two... Two, two women married to two brothers, right? The two Baltimore brothers were slowing down with them. One more day, two more days, it's going to be sad. Now, Rachel says, my husband died. And if my husband died, that means I'm Chayiv Yibam. But, there's another woman here, the five-towner. She says, V'zui Meris Mezbali. Now, according to the five-towners, she doesn't even have a husband. So if she doesn't have a husband, then Rachel on the right doesn't have to do Yibum. She only does Yibum if there's a Yavim alive, but the Yavim is dead. But that's only based on a woman's testimony, and a woman can only testify about herself. She can't testify about somebody else. We cannot, the five-towner cannot rely on the testimony of Rachel that her husband is dead, so according to the According to Rachel, it doesn't matter if that her husband is dead or alive. Five-towner has the Yavim somewhere in the world. Until you can bring witnesses that he's dead. Rachel cannot rely on the five-towner that the five-towner's husband is dead. And therefore, Rachel has the Yavim somewhere in the world. And she cannot get married. Luzu Edim. What happens if Rachel has two guys? Yossi Klan with a Strymel and some other guy. They testify that Reuben went bye-bye. So if Reuben went bye-bye, guess what? Is that good for Rachel or bad for Rachel? Is that good for five-town or bad for five-town? That's excellent for the five-towner. Because according to the Edim, the five-towner doesn't have a Yavam. He's dead. But according to Rachel, it's bad for her. Because yes, her husband died. We would believe her anyways. We don't need Edim that her husband died. The problem is that there's a Yavam in the world. His name is Shimon. Who says Shimon is dead? The only one that says Shimon is dead is the five-towner. We can't trust the five-towner when it comes to Rachel. Rachel who has Edim, she cannot get married. The one who doesn't have Edim is counterintuitive. The five-towner who doesn't have Edim, she's allowed to get married to everybody because the Edim from the other lady are good for her. Let's say Rachel has two children. You like the children I put there? You didn't even notice. One of them is a potato head. She has kids. So if she has kids, she's not chayving yibo. But the other one is chayving yibo. Now listen to this halacha. This is incredible. If the two women, they, had, they went with the yavam. They found the yavam somewhere. There was other brothers around. They got married. Listen what happened there. They had Yibum. The five-towner got, 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 had Yibum from Don. The Rachel had another Baldman brother, Levi. Remember Levi? He's not in here, but he's somewhere. But listen what happens. The two Yivabim now go bye-bye. The question is, do we have to be concerned about Reuven and Shimon? Right? Each woman couldn't get married to the world because there's a Reuven in the world and there's a Shimon in the world and there's nobody testified that these Yivamim, we said when it comes to Yibam, you can't trust a woman. We could trust a woman to, to, for her to get married for she's an Aguna, but not to say that somebody's potter. Okay. You hear or you don't hear the Kshayla? I don't have it. It's not here on this chart. I think this is the last one. Yeah. 
ran out of time. Again, pretend that there's two more brothers, and there was Yibam with those two brothers, and those two brothers, now there's four dead brothers. But just because they did Yibam, why does it get rid of the original problem that we had? We said Rachel cannot marry anybody in the world because maybe five towns' husband is still alive. And then she finds a Yavam somewhere, so she's Miyabim him. And then the Yavam dies. But maybe five towns' husband is still alive. How could she marry into the world? Her Yavam that she married died without children. So how could she marry into the world? So therefore, the Tanakhama says, Nisiabmu, if they had Yibam, Umesu Yavam, and the Yavam died, as soon as they nasi, they can't marry anybody else. But once, Rabbi Lazar argues, he says, once you allowed them to marry Levi and Yehuda, they're allowed to marry the entire world. Let's just do one little piece here, three more lines. Interesting. I don't know where that stopped. Tana. One woman has Adam that her husband died, but she also has children. So she has children, she's potter from Yibam. What about the other woman? She doesn't have Adam and she doesn't have children. But guess what? She doesn't need Adam. Her Yavam, her supposed Yavam is dead based on the testimony of two Adam. So therefore, both of these women don't have Yibam. Very simple. There's no big Chiddush here. In fact, Tyson says, what's going on here? Where are the Chiddushim here? If they had Yibam and they died without children, certainly not say. And on that, Rebbe Lazar also says, They are mutter to the entire world based on the marriage to the Yibamim. Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful day.